0: So I wanted to um, teach a little bit tonight on um, it's not your job to get yourself healed. Amen. Amen. It's not your job to lift that burden off your body, off your mind. It's, that's not your job. I'm going to talk tonight about what is our part and what's not our part. And you'll be amazed at how we get it wrong. You'll be amazed at how we get it wrong. And let me tell you, familiarity is not revelation. Amen. Head knowledge is not heart knowledge. Amen. It can accompany. It needs, to, it needs to be that there's head knowledge. But how many of you know we can have a head full of knowledge and have sick bodies and sick souls? And so um, uh, you're probably going to hear me repeat some things tonight. Because you know what it's like when you leave, I want you to leave with certain things rolling, rumbling around inside of you. And um, I don't know how far I'll get through my notes, but it really doesn't matter. We'll just see what the Spirit has to say. Amen. So I started off by saying it's not your job to get yourself healed, and this should bring you great relief. Amen. Amen. That it's not your responsibility to get yourself healed. Actually, frustration can set in. Uh, the more you try to get yourself healed. And what happens with frustration is it can turn, and often does, most often does, turn into something called striving. And so the very thing that was meant to give you life can turn into uh, legalism, uh, a rosary, uh, working, working your faith. You ever hear people say, maybe you've heard yourself say it, and there's no condemnation. But you know, when you put an emphasis on I've got faith, I'm going to work my faith. Yeah. Well, yes, but faith is just another word for receiving. Yeah. Right. So You need faith, but it's really about the finished work of the cross yeah. and your simple agreement yes. with the finished work of the cross rather than a big reliance on your faith. Yes. Yeah. You do have to build your faith, but you can't get into works about it. Yeah. Amen. If there's a rest to the people of God, yeah. Amen. even in building your faith because your faith cooperates with heaven, but it's God's power that heals you. It's God's power that does it. And he never, ever, ever makes anything hard. If it's hard, we're doing it wrong. I've been around long enough to know that that's not just a sentence said in church. If, If it's hard, we're doing it wrong. So, um, actually, with with striving and frustration and trying to work your healing, it can develop hurt feelings towards God. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, but why am I not healed? Mm -hmm. And, you know, healing, what we need healing from sickness, what's sickness? It's pain. Pain, torment. It's not just physical. Some of the greatest pain you can feel is in your soul. And... It's important that we deal with that striving and we deal with that frustration, or it can leave you in a place of displeasure with the Lord. And it's really nothing to do with him, Mm -hmm. but I'll say it straight, we're doing it wrong. We're doing it wrong. And so people say, well, I'm sick, so how do I make the symptoms go away? Mm -hmm. Because you understand with life, everything is natural and spiritual. So when we say, by his stripes, you were healed, that's spiritual. But it's tangible, and it's real, and it's done. And then we flip in and out sometimes between the natural and the spiritual. But when people say, well, I can't get my symptoms to go away. Why can't I get my symptoms to go away? I know that the word says, by his stripes, I were healed. But there's this big problem that I have. I feel sick. I am sick. I've got conditions in my body. I've got conditions in my mind. So this is the answer to this. Knowing what God said about it and then choosing. That word choosing is really important. To embrace what he says over what you can feel or see or what you're thinking or what you are experiencing. Okay? Now, that is more specific than most people take to heart. There's, I'm going to get into it and I'll, I'll explain it more. But you have to get to a point where when he speaks it mm-hmm. and he says it, all of the "yell but mm-hmm. yeah. has to cease. Yeah. If he said it, Come on. that you were healed by his stripes, yes. yeah. that means you were. Right. That means you're sitting here healed Amen. and the provision has yes. been made for yes. you. Amen. According to what he says in his word. When you're trying to get healed or get delivered or trying to overcome, you're, you're trying. Yes. You're trying. And we listen, I am one of the pastors of the church. I mean, I'm not the lead. Um, but I see the pain of the congregation when they come and see us. I see the struggles. I see the real problems. So, but this... This word is still true for those problems. So when you start to try to overcome, try to get yourself delivered, you reach out and you begin to try to get this spiritual answer that even in your heart you can believe that, yeah, that's true. By his stripes I were healed. And you, you're in a, a body of believers here where there's lots of healings that we talk about, God, things God's done for us. But if you begin to reach out and try, you're now entering into a battle. I'm going to explain it as I go, okay? You're entering into a battle and a striving because you're not trusting what the Word says and the finished work of the cross. It has been provided for you as a believer. That is a bone of contention for many people. It's like you're telling them that they don't really want to be healed because he has healed you, so the symptoms are persisting and it can cause frustration in people. And a lot of people view this, what I'm saying, as semantics. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. By his stripes I was healed. I know, I, I know. But anyway, I'm going to the doctor and I'm doing such and such and such. Yeah, I know, I know. By his stripes I'm healed. But, and if you're not saying it, there's a living out of the but. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. You know, we're not opposed to doctors. Our faith level is at different, we work with doctors, we're grateful for doctors. They relieve human suffering. Right? But the people view it as semantics when you say that, that it's already done. And they view it as extremism. And they feel they cannot, listen to this, they feel they cannot embrace that, Mm -hmm. that truth, because of what they are seeing or what they're feeling. Okay? It's not that they can't, though. It's you can choose to believe the word over what you're seeing, over what you're feeling. Okay? But what happens is if you're in your mind about it, right? Your mind is building a case against what the truth of the word is. Because the word says you were healed. Okay? The Lord knew this and he put it in his word. 1 Corinthians 2.14 it says, But the natural man, the mind, the natural way of thinking, cannot receives not the things of the spirit of God. Healing is of the spirit. It's a spiritual provision that produces physical and emotional result. Anything you need, but it's done in the spirit. Mm-hmm. He did it at the cross. It says you can't a man in his natural mind cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness to him. And out of that foolishness comes, I know. Mm-hmm. I know, but I I'm sick. I I I know. He's, he was good. He he did it at the cross. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm reaching. I'm reaching, okay? It says, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So it's very important, very important that you focus on spiritually discerning what Jesus did on the cross for your healing. And you have to know that it's past tense because the only way you're going to be able to receive it is if you cease from trying to get it with works. But I have symptoms. How am I, going to, how am I going to get rid of those symptoms? Well, you're going to agree with the word. Yeah. You're going to agree that it's past tense. Yeah. And you're going to stop trying to get healed. And you're going to believe that you were healed. Amen. And then everything in you yes. after that, because you truly believe with the heart, is in total agreement mm-hmm. that the legality of sickness has been broken over your life. And you were healed, therefore, I'm walking, I'm healed. I am healed. And people say, "But well, they're sinless. That actually doesn't matter, because they will, with the breath of God, they'll come off of you. Yes. But if you're striving, yeah. if you're striving, the devil, okay, so there's the purity of the word. The devil wants to come in, and he will throw mud, yes. he, anything mm-hmm. he can do to stop the clarity yeah. of the word, yes. yeah. he will do it masterfully. Yeah. And you will find, like I have found myself, mm-hmm. striving, yes. yeah. reaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there are actions, but the actions are only right if there's no striving, but there's a past tense of having received. Then you can rest. Yes. Then the symptoms don't even have to trouble you because you know yeah. the enemy can't keep it on you because you were healed. That's right. The second you flip over into fasting to get healed is wrong, The only reason you fast is to know the face of the Father. Because the healing was already given. Fasting is works if you're trying to get God's attention. That's works. You have to cease from that. The only time you fast is when you're going into the presence of the Father to know Him better. That's effective fasting. Because what that does between you and Him, it cultivates a rich spirit life. It's not trying to get His attention. Jesus, because of the graphic description of what was done at the cross, I mean, a graphic description in Isaiah 53. And then, of course, you know, 1 Peter 2.24 talks about the finished work. It was so graphic. It was so brutal. The honest heart can never question that he paid it all. But an honest heart can also say, if he paid it all, then why am I still sick? Now, we teach in this church a lot about walking in love, walking in forgiveness, because those are spiritual habits. You have to do those things, and you don't have to feel them. That's the good news. You just do it by faith. Yeah. And you'll walk in that, you'll grow in that until your love walk is perfected. Amen. But you can't flip over. I'm going to give you an example that I've given before, but I'm, it's almost like a case study. The second you start trying to get it, well, I'm going to get my 20 scriptures out. There you go. Now, understand, there's, yeah. you're... You should get the scriptures out. I'm talking about the motive of the heart. Yes. Yes. The motive of the heart has to be right or your foundation is wrong. Right. Your foundation is skewed and you cannot receive what you've been given. Yeah. Yeah. You've been given it. Once you receive it by faith, the rest of it just flows. Okay? So I've told the church before that I was healed from a, a spirit that would Uh, assault and buffet my mind about uh, it was an eating disorder and I would despair of life I just didn't feel life was worth living because it was every single day from the time I was 11 until I was 36 years old and it was hellish and it was awful and I don't have enough descriptive words and whatever you're thinking it was probably worse I was the person that if I got the flu I was happy because I lost weight I was the person that viewed anorexics and not that they looked good, but at least they were skinny. That was how sick I was in my head. Okay? And nothing anybody said could p- penetrate that lie. Oh, you look, oh, you're pretty, or oh, you're, you look good for, you know, you're good for your, not, it was like a joke. Yeah. There was such a, 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 a thing that, surra- this lie had me. And I would have physical healings. I talk about them in the pulpit. Physical healings, I would have them. And they would come into my life pretty easily, a lot of them. But I could not conquer this fiend, this spirit that would come. And it it would just, when it came full on, it just felt like Mount Everest. I just wanted to die. It was so bad. And I'm saying that so that for anybody who's in here, I don't know your sufferings unless you've shared them. I want you to know the extent and I want you to see the simplicity with which I received healing because it should bring you hope and you should walk out of here ready to do the same thing. So, the Lord's, I would always say this, uh, you know, by stripes I'm But when it came to this thing that would assault my mind, I felt very defeated. You understand, we started the church when I was 34, Craig was 33. So, I'm in the throes of this thing. And I'm, I'm not teaching much, but I'm believing, and I've had so many healings, and I'm glad to share testimonies, but this thing had me whipped, I thought. That's how I saw it. Mm-hmm. So I would say it. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't seem to beat this thing. And my husband will talk about, and he's right. I mean, I'm an avid reader. I've slowed down, and my, my, my habits are spiritual now, but I just love to consume at that time and, and now it's, it's the word but but at that time I loved the books because I was looking for the magic lever mm-hmm. whether it's up your protein to turn your hunger off or I mean you name it these magical answers that some and, or I would hear testimonies from believers that they walked into a service one girl I remember she walked into a service she was bulimic she was vomiting about seven times a day her teeth were rotting out of her face mm-hmm. and I tried that by the way but I couldn't after sticking a toothbrush down my face for a while, I couldn't handle it. So I was sick in my mind. And, uh, and in my mind, to me, I was 300 pounds. And that's so real, you guys. It's an agony. I can't explain it. It's not there anymore because I'm healed. But, but anyway, um, so I would, in the defeat, and sometimes what would happen is I'd starve I might starve. I'm so proud of my starving. I might starve for like eight days. You know, I, and I'm, e- I'm 1,000 calories a day, 800 calories a day. The lower it got, the more proud I was of myself because I'm going to lick this thing and I'm going to be slim. And I'm going to be worth it in this area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I could feel that darkness that would just roll in and it would take me. And I would binge. I remember I would binge. I couldn't stop. It was never about the food. For some people, it's about the food. They just love food. For me, it, could have, it didn't matter what it was, but there was this fear. I would start fearing Christmas in October because there was something there that had the power that if I lost control, now comes this cycle of weight gain and then comes the hatred, mm-hmm. the self-hatred. Yeah. And so what something would happen. I remember even as a teenager, my mother, I'd get in bed and she'd come and drag me out of that bed and she'd take me to Twillingate, if you've ever been to Newfoundland. We'd drive down the causeway, and I would just... I'm so, it must have been so difficult for you, Mom, to see me so low. And, of course, teenagers, they don't hold back. You know, I'm talking death talk, you know what I mean? I don't want to live, and you know, I'm so ugly, or whatever. And she would speak the word to me. And somehow, it would get me out of it. But that might be after a three- or a four- or five-day binge. And it was thousands of calories, because the only thing that kept that pressure off was if I'm binging. It's like drinking. Mm-hmm. The person that can't stop, I know exactly what that feels like except it was food. Yeah. There's, there was a hook in my brain. Now, now comes the good part. But I would just say, Father, this is what I would say. This is not the good part that's coming. I would say, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like I know the word, but I can't get free. And I have an eating disorder. And I have, I have these problems. And you don't, like you don't understand. This is so painful for me. And I keep trying. And I'm, ex- I'm always exercising. Always exercising. Always. And failing. Because the binges would undo all the work. So I could never get anywhere. I was like a hamster roll. And then one day, I don't know, I, I guess people were praying for me. I know my mom prays for me. I know Craig was praying for me because he saw this was dark. And, uh, and the Lord came to me. And this is what he said he said you don't believe my word about this problem and i stopped he was so kind but i knew i i I stopped and he said you don't believe my word is true because of what you feel and what you're feeling and seeing and what you're believing. He said, but now this is so cool. And I don't know why he chose this particular thing. This is how specific he was. He said, Jennifer, if you had a bad leg. He said, leg. Mm-hmm. He said, you have been trained in the scriptures to ask me for it, receive it when you ask me. Yes. Remember? Mm-hmm. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it <laughs> and you shall have it. But the believing, remember, Dad Hagen taught us. The believing is you're receiving it right then when you pray. Yeah. Without seeing a thing. Yeah. That's when you receive your healing. Mm-hmm. You notice that verse, is, there's no striving in that verse. There's only receiving, receptive. Yeah. No works and no proof yeah. in the natural. Yeah. Receive it by faith. That's how you walk in healing. No matter what you see in the natural, it's receiving it in your spirit, man. So he said, if you had a bad leg, he said, you know what to do. You'd ignore all those symptoms. Once you've received it by faith, everything in you after that would line up to, oh, I don't care, I'm healed. I don't care, I'm healed. How's your leg? I'm healed. I'm healed. Because I learned how to receive it by faith. And I was not looking at the circumstances or the feelings. And he said to me, he said, but in this area, he said, you will exercise faith in that area. But in this area, you won't bring your faith into it. You say, my eating disorder, my problem, my feelings, my hang-ups, my trauma, my whatever. And when he said it, I got it. I went, oh, Lord, I see it. I don't know why I didn't see it before. The feelings, listen, listen, listen. The feelings buffeted me in a very wicked way. There are some things, they're not all on the same scale, what buffets our life. Mm. But freedom comes from the thing that's a number one or a thing that's a number ten. And nothing, nothing, nothing is hard for the Lord. It's about knowing the word and acting on the word. You're not responsible to get yourself healed. You're responsible to receive before you see anything. And it's not semantics. And if you don't do it, you're not going to be healed. When you flip into trying to get, you've left behind the in Christ reality that it was done. Everything is, but it was done. I thank you that it's done. And um, what the devil will do, especially if it's a high pressure thing. If it's an addiction. This was, could, mine would have been put under, it was not mine, but you know what I mean, what I was facing was, would have been put under the category of addiction. Yeah, that's yes. right. It's a demon. Yeah. But that's the category it would have been. Yeah. And I, if I had stayed where I was, I would be facing that today. Mm-hmm. But when he said it, I saw it. And I said, okay, Father, I got it. So when I wake up tomorrow, and when that pressure comes, I'm going to say I'm free. I said, if I'm binging, I'm going to say I'm free. Listen, guys, this goes for pornography, smoking, homosexuality, lesbianism, transgender lies against the mind, wayward children lies against the mind, bad marriages. He he healed it at the cross. But you're not going to get the answer. Striving in the natural. The children of Israel they strove against what God had for them and they died in the wilderness. Right. Yes. If they just listened and just received that what, when he said his word, it was true. Yes. But they didn't believe it. Yes. So I said, okay, I got it. If I'm binging all day long, I will say I'm free. Amen. Because by his stripes, First Peter 2.24, ye were yeah. healed. And so, I woke up the next morning. Usually the pressure would build through the day. I woke up and it was like this and fear hit me because I thought, oh my God, like this is just ramped up 40 times plus. I'm sharing this with you for a reason because whatever you're dealing with, I'm just saying. And I said, no, I'm healed. Yeah. I got it a bit. I don't know if I binged that day. I just, for, and for two weeks, listen, this started when I was 11. I'm 36 at this point. I've failed thousands, thousands of times. Nothing works. The most anointed service, I'm not changed. Is it God's word that's the fault? No, I didn't believe I was already healed. I'm striving. I'm throwing verses at it. I'm trying to diet. I'm trying to exercise. And all the while I'm spewing, I'm not healed. Because I don't feel healed. I don't look healed. I can feel the pressure of that demon spirit causing me to binge. So I can't be healed. What's wrong with me? I'm not healed. But his word said, his word said, By, (laughs) by his stripes, his own personal stripes, he secured your healing and it is done. But he needed my agreement. He needed everything in my posture to be, oh no, oh no, I'm already healed. I don't have to reach. I don't have to pull the lever. I don't have to do 40 verses a day. First Peter 2.24 says, who his own self bear our sins In his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sins might live unto what? Righteousness. That verse. That's a legal term. The curse was put on Christ. We we had a fatal condition. We couldn't come out of it. He put it on Jesus. And he made you and I righteous. We're made righteous. We are righteous. And in the next breath he says. And by whose stripes ye were healed. Now if you're sick. No, not sick. If you sin, Mm. you believe. Very quickly, I can go to the Father. I confess it, and I'm made righteous again because his blood washes it away. But that verse deals with two things, Mm. and they're equal. One is righteousness, and we know exactly how to go to the Lord and get our sins washed away with that blood, and we believe it. We're quick to go, Father, forgive me. And we know, no one can tell us unless you know, you're not have any word in you, but no one could tell us you're not healed. Yeah, I know I'm healed because I've got first Peter two twenty four, okay. but in the same verse, because he dealt with the sin problem, mm-hmm. which, which gives sickness and disease. That's why it's at the, it, it torments the human race. That's the legal door. Jesus dealt with it for every believer. Amen. It's done. It's dealt with. You have an advocate with the father. When you slip, get up, his blood washes you. And you have confidence in that. You should have the same confidence yeah, yeah. that it was done. I'm not trying to get healed. And if you, if you keep, it's like this. If you're playing tug of war, there's a line. The team, each team, one will pull the other over that line. And when they get them over that line, they lose. If you don't get this truth, the past tense of this verse right, You will be pulled over that line. And I'm telling you, you will become works-minded about your healing. It's not hard. Jesus said to me himself, he said, when did I ever make healing hard? What happens is the enemy comes in to to deceive you and say, you don't have it. So you start striving because you're afraid. You start striving, you're afraid. But you have a legal right. You've been made the righteousness. Now listen to that. That's a legal term. You were made something. Yes. Now you choose to believe it. But you also have to choose to believe that you were healed. So all the striving stops. All the trying to get it. Trying to be good enough. Trying to confess it enough. With my faith. You, you receive. Your faith is your receiving. Amen. Amen. No, I do receive it. I believe it. It's already done. So Listen. I said, okay, Father, I see it. So my mouth, you understand, this is Mount Everest for me. Because I had had cooperated with it for decades, unskillfully. It matters what you know. You've got to think right about spiritual truth, and then you stand. But the standing is not to get my healing. No, he gave you your healing. The healing will just roll on in. You're standing and not letting the devil deceive you. And it's very different from trying to get it. It's the opposite. It's the opposite of trying to get it. Yeah. And so two weeks passed, and I'm down in Pastor Scott Webb's church, and Annie Durant is singing the worship, and the glory is just, I mean, the air is thick. It was such a beautiful worship set. But Jesus walked out of the altar. I've seen him twice. I don't know why he's blessed me with that, but surely it's nothing I've done. But anyway, he walked out of the altar. He was wearing a white robe. I mean the glory, my body shook from top to the bottom. He walked out and I, I literally thought if it gets any more glorious, I'm not gonna be able to handle. My flesh knew what it was like mm-hmm. to not, I'm not gonna be able to handle this kind of glory. And he walked up to me and he had a red sash on and he smiled and he said, I have rest for you. Hallelujah. Now, um, now I, wanna, I wanna stay here for a second. That evil spirit that felt like Mount Everest was gone, and it never returned. And I thought, oh, my goodness, two weeks. Two weeks in agreement with the word instead of trying, trying to get healed. Because uh, I'm trying to get healed. I'm trying to believe. I'm reading the scriptures so I can try to believe. Just believe that it's been done and then you watch him do it let me tell you something i mean i share things in this pulpit and sometimes i'd rather keep it private Uh, about three months ago i'm in jamestown with my husband i shut off i'm reading i shut off the light and a tremor goes through my body a shaking and i thought what is that well, overnight, I developed a serious tremor from head to toe. The hands are shaken, but the innards are shaking. My organs are shaking. I'm like, There is no rest from this thing. And I can feel that fear just come. And I, I mean, I usually don't do this, but I look it up, and the only thing it says is, it's Parkinson's. Right? And it was the symptoms of Parkinson's. So... What, what am I faced with now? Yeah. Look, you can't get away from this. This is night and day. Yeah. And it's when you go to bed at night and you feel it worse when you lie down. And I secured myself in, I'm not trying. Yeah. I don't have to. Yeah. All I did was check my love walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, it. Yeah. That's all I did. And I began to tell the devil, you don't have a legal right. And I didn't get 40 verses. I had First Peter 2, 24. And I'd lie in bed at night, and I would talk to the Lord. But I would talk to the enemy and so say, you don't have a legal right. I'm not fighting you. You're yeah. defeated. Yeah. You don't have a legal right. You've got to take your hands off my body. But I didn't command. To me, it's done. I didn't even go so far as to command. Now, here's the thing. This is interesting. This is what the devil said to me. He said, you've done something wrong. Remember how you got your heart healed last year? You're doing something wrong. And I thought, I don't think I am. I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. But when he said that lie, it threw me off balance. Because in order for me to click in fully, I've got to have full agreement with what the word says. So I would click in fully with the agreement that it was already done, but that lie is demonic. It came to throw me off balance because if I'm doing something wrong, then i got to correct the thing that I'm doing wrong. Right. You're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. And when I was lying in bed and I said, Father, what do I do with this? And he said, <laughs> he said answer it. Answer it. So I spoke to it. I said, you devil that's trying to harass me. I've got James 1 verse 5 that says, I ask the father he shows me all things he gives me wisdom so that's done that's sealed I don't have to worry if I'm doing something wrong because that verse says he'll show me he won't scold me he'll show me if I'm doing something wrong and so every time he would say you're doing something wrong I mean I'm telling you it was very demonic you're doing something wrong and I would say oh I've got James 1 5 I've got James 1 5 if I were he'd tell me And then I would just say, by his stripes, I were healed. You don't have a legal footing. You don't have a legal right. I've been made righteous. You cannot put this on me. And every bit of it is gone. I didn't strive. I've had years of striving. I just want you to know that. I don't think I'm great. But through trial and error and a good spiritual mama and a husband that I see walk out healing, it's important this, this past tense, this is not semantics. Have you ever seen a debate team? If one, if one side has a false premise, in other words, it's not based in fact. If that other team knows that that's a false premise, they will not let them move past that false premise. They'll go right back and go, no, no, no. And the team will try to keep debating. And they'll go, no, 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 but this is wrong. The foundation is wrong. This is not right. This is a lie. This is not factual. Check your facts. All of the argument yeah. dies because it's a false premise. Yeah. Yeah. Healing is like that. It's, it's been done. You can't leave that to try to go get healed. You can't leave What's been done spiritually. Healing is not, it's not about the physical side. It's not a physical problem. It's a spiritual thing. Because that's how sin entered the world. It's a spiritual falling. Mm -hmm. But we've been redeemed from it. The scripture says that we are set free. Which means that at the cross, every single person, if you call Jesus Lord and Savior, the word says that he gave you healing. Mm -hmm. He gave it to you. That's right. And anything that is reaching and striving to get something that has been given. Do you realize the good news? The good news that I don't have to reach. Yeah. Amen. When Jesus said to me, when did I ever make healing hurt? I heard his displeasure. And I thought about it. I thought, well, when my spine was straightened in that meeting, it was instant. When my heels were, my sorry, my hips were healed, it was Um, It it, it rolled off me. I didn't feel when it left. Mm -hmm. When this spirit that was trying to murder my life left, it was like a breath. It was like God just went, and it was gone. This thing, this torment. The healing is not your burden. You can't heal yourself. But what you can do is cooperate with the truth. And if you're going to focus on the symptoms, no matter what it is, no matter how dark it is, then you're not going to agree internally in your spirit man, it's already done. You don't have a legal right. You can't remain. And that is the confidence towards the Lord that we have to have. And the devil will put his hooks in you and try to pull you. He is constantly trying to get you to reach. Oh, I don't know the answers. It's in your spirit man. Because he lives there. Yeah. When, when Abraham... Okay, let me put it this way. Jesus, before he visited time, he, he, he was called the seed of Abraham. Mm-hmm. It says that in Galatians. And to the seed of Abraham, who was Jesus. And then he, Jesus put us in him. Mm-hmm. That seed now lives in our spirit, man, when we're born again. Yes. That's why you never have to reach outward... For healing. Ever. It's been done. And you're cooperating with that anointing on the inside of you. And I'm telling you, he gave us the simple part. He gave us the simple part. I have been so blessed to see so many healings. But I know where I got tripped up. And I know trying to reach, trying to get it is the kiss of death for healing for every believer. You won't get it. Yeah. Unless you're giving it on a gift. I'm telling you, you won't. You have to believe that it's already been done. Yeah. Yeah. That he gave it to you. It's very important. The word's very, very clear about it. But if you're always checking what you feel, what you see, then you're, you're a victim. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to wrestle through everything. And I think, you know, some of us, even though we haven't gotten this perfect, we've been blessed with many Things of healing. Someone's been praying for us, or we've been just putting the word, putting the word, we didn't have a full understanding. But God wants the church to walk in divine health, Amen. divine yes. health, divine wholeness. Yes. And it comes from spiritual revelation, mm-hmm. not just head knowledge. But of course, this is very important as well. That agreement is critical. I, I have a story about a, a gentleman, you know, he was actually a minister and he taught healing. Knew the scriptures, taught healing classes. And he developed cancer in his chest. And he said, you could see it. And he said, for eight years, eight years, he was pulling that lever. The right scriptures. He said, I knew that Jesus had taken our sickness. He said, but I was still trying to get it. In my devotions, I was still trying to get it. Trying to get, and he said, I got so tired. And one day I just said, Well, it's either true or it's not. And he said, And I quit trying. He said, My healing came just like that. There's another funny story of a man. He was trying for years to get his healing in the church, knew, here, knows, by his stripes I'm healed. Could not for love nor money, as we say get the manifestation why because it's not his job to get the manifestation his job to agree that it was already done and he said one day he was so frustrated this is so interesting it's wrong but it just shows the heart of the father he said I don't give a blankety blank 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 he said either I'm here and he's cussing And either I'm healed or I'm not. And he took the hammer and he went up on the roof and began to do work that he wouldn't normally do. And his healing came forth like that because he ceased from working. See, this is the goodness of God. He doesn't want you to work for it. He gave it to you. The same way he gave you his righteousness. You've been made a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's victory that he put in your spirit. Now, everything is about rest. Like, look at this, okay? Let's go to this. Hebrews 3, 17 to 19, it says, uh, but with whom was he grieved 40 years? This is the Lord. Was it not with them that had sinned whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that, what? Believe not. So that we see that they could not enter in. To what? Rest the promises because of unbelief. Listen, God had it all figured out for them that he had it, it was, a, it was supposed to be seamless. But they were so natural, they wouldn't listen. They wouldn't listen to him. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. See, Paul is linking it here. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Your faith is your receiving. Yes, amen. That's it. You don't have to, listen, if you got it, the real stuff, The gray, like a grain of mustard seed. The real stuff moves mountains. He did not make it hard. Says for we which have entered. uh, So we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said as I have sworn in my wrath. If they shall enter into my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the worlds. Verse 10. For he that is entered into his rest. He also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. Do you see that? You're not supposed to work for your healing. You're just supposed to agree. Praising him, having his agreement in your mouth, that's not works. Works is all the fasting, all the semantics, all the, you know know how, it's not good for our faith to be talking like, yeah, but, yeah, but. No, that's not good for our faith. We've left something behind to say, yeah, but. Okay? Romans 4, 18 says, who against hope, talking about Abraham, believed in hope. Okay, so there's one kind of hope here, and then there's another kind of hope. Do you see that? Who against hope, natural hope, believed in hope, spiritual hope. Totally different. That he might be called the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. The natural hope does not support the promises in any of the five senses. It will never support the word of God. That hope doesn't. But the other hope is given by believing in the supernatural word of God to bring his promises to pass. So when he says... Uh, you're redeemed from mental illness. Mm-hmm. Now you have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to believe that you are. You probably don't want to believe that you are because it feels so difficult. But if you would just believe that it's already done and that he's already taking care, see he, did Jesus forget your challenge? Did he forget your disease when he hung on the cross? No. No. It was there in him, hanging on his body. It says he was marred more than any other man. He took care of it. See, the struggle comes now with getting out of the natural Mm -hmm. and living out of your spirit man. Because your spirit man knows it's true. But if you never read the word, and those symptoms are banging, they're banging, they're banging, it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be harder for you. But if you're in the word and you're seeing the truth of the word and it's coming up like a fountain of living water, and you don't let the devil push you off of that cornerstone that it was already done, that he doesn't have a legal right. He doesn't. He doesn't have a legal right. So the rest of it, is, I like to call it the breath of God. Mm-hmm. Just comes and the next thing you know it's gone. Next thing you know those joints that are on fire are, they feel healed. Then your senses line up, mm-hmm. but you did, they didn't start there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had so many things healed. You know, that sounds wonderful. I would give it all up to walk in divine health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the journey, I had to learn some things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've, I've been healed of so many things. I had a chronic, like a in my lower left side from having children, I guess. And it was so painful, it was so awful. And just like that, as I began to just trust him, that left. And the 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 circuitry, I call it, in my face, you know, in my body, just would wash across my face and my eyes would close. And 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 it was terrible because it was like this movement underneath the skin. That's gone. A, a straightened spine, a, like I said, a healed heart. I've had so many healings, but I'm telling you at this point in my life, walking in divine health, Amen. walking in divine health. So, cause I said to the father, I said, something's wrong with this picture. If, I, if you're always getting rid of something and there's something else, mm-hmm. well, I'm great. Listen, I, I went to the hospital not very long. Every time I go to a hospital, I take a good look around. Because I remind myself, oh, my God, I'm redeemed from all of this. I take a good look, and the human suffering is staggering. And I go, oh, look what we've been redeemed from. I said, Craig, look what we've been redeemed from. And you have. You've been redeemed from it fully. Fully redeemed. Every condition, every problem, every addiction, every torment, everything was hung on that cross on him. He took every single bit of it. Don't tell me he didn't take it all. He took it all. He took it all. And he wants your joy in believing to be agreement. And you know what? Outside of time, healing was always provided. He had it for the children of Israel. He healed Abraham, whose body was now dead. Waited till his body was dead and then gave him a miracle child. Right? healed all the Israelites. Took them out of... The land of Egypt. There's always been. Whether people received it or not. It's totally different. But it's always been available. And then he comes into time. And seals it forever with his own blood. But they had answers before he ever came. And then when he came he said. I'm going to live in you. I'm going to go right into that hidden man of the heart. And then you never have to strive anymore. Listen. I have been in healing lines. And I love them. They are of God. They are of God. They're for us. If there's something called out and, and there's an anointing, you get to that altar and, and do it fully and lift your chin. Because I've done it and I've been, I've been, that's how my spine got straightened. But I'm telling you, there is nothing yeah. like that communion with the Lord and no striving. Yes. It's all about, oh, I'm so grateful it's already been done. I receive it from you now. The devil can't keep anything from you. He can't keep it from you. Your life is not meant to be this big battle. That's right. One healing. Unless I'm glad for the healing. Of course. But to, to strive and have another and have another and have another. And listen, when you know the legalities of what he provided and you stare at that cross, yeah. then you're going to understand, I, have, I better speak. Yeah. I've been given something. Yeah. I better speak. Yeah. There's torments. I've seen them in the people in this congregation. Don't let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Go at it from the perspective of you don't have a leg to stand on. Yes. And understand this. This is, this is important. Mm-hmm. There is no torment that compares to the power of God. Right. Now, if you're in your mind and you don't know how to agree with the word of God from your spirit man, that can feel like a false statement. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, you don't know what I've been through. That's how I felt. You don't know. You don't know what I'm suffering. You know, you don't know what I'm going through. The Lord does. And he says he laid it on his, is pleased the Lord to bruise him. That he would see his seed, that's you and me. And for us to stand up in our God-given authority, knowing it's not your power, thank God. It's not my power. But we've been given legal authority to say, no, you don't. No, you don't. Listen, I struggled for years with um, this this saying that you know. Um, okay, you know how in Numbers it talks about you know curses come down to the third and the fourth generation, yeah. Yeah. right? And then you know you hear people of high caliber say we don't you know we don't believe in generational curses. Mom says that, Pastor Nancy, and for years I would go like how, like. But, but look what we can look! You know, grandfather's an alcoholic, father's an alcoholic, dis, or eating disorders coming down through the family, homosexuality. I mean, that's got people in knots. Horrible, horrible knots. What do you mean there's no, no generational curses? What does that mean? Okay, so if you understand that you're only going by your feelings, and you're focused on your feelings instead of what you've been made, then you're gonna have a problem with that statement because you got got proof all around you. You got proof all around you. And I need deliverance. And I need, can you pray for me? Can you cast the devil out of me? Casting devils out is a very real ministry. And Craig and I are praying about it because we want to see more of it. But I'm telling you, once you begin to understand, and people don't like it when you say this, And I didn't like it years ago. When you understand what he's made you and you come from that place, you're casting devils out of your life. And I don't need Mary Chris to come and lay hands on me, although she would. And many times with with casting out of devils, what is happening is the person that understands their dominion and their anointing is going to those that need a leg up or they're possessed and they need... They need you to go and intervene. Jesus did it with the demoniac. He didn't talk to him about his level. He went in and delivered him with his dominion. And you and I will do the same thing. But in your own personal life, once you've been taught how to stand on the word, how to think right, what's thinking right is already done. Now I get into full agreement. There comes this ceasing from trying to get answers outside of yourself. The answers outside of yourself. Listen, it's not wrong. But we're talking about the meat of the word. We're talking about when the devil comes. Do you know how hopeless a Christian feels? They hear this gospel. The devil comes against their home, flattens them. Now they have to rely on the mercy of somebody else. Please pray for me. Please, and then people pray, but they're, you know, so caught up in their own life. Or, you know, they cast a couple of devils out, but there's like, the big ones didn't come out. I'm being very honest, and I know personal circumstances for everything that I'm saying. I'm not just pulling things out of a hat. I'm telling you, once you l- learn, like from your spirit, not just your mind, when you begin to walk with God and understand that he has made you the victor, that that thing has no legal right... Just by agreeing and receiving that past work, that thing, you'll drive that thing out of your life. Yeah. And he will come. The devil will come and tell you, you're not free. You're not free. So now you've got a choice to make because the word said you're free. Yeah. Yeah. The word said yeah. you're, already yeah. yeah. you're already free. Not going to be made free. You're already free. When you stand in that place, yeah. That's when things leave. And as a, as a child of God, I'm telling you, I have driven many de- devils out of my life. Yeah. Many mm-hmm. devils out of my life. And the Lord said to me one day, you look at the deliverance ministry as if it's just sit there on a chair and we'll surround you. And he said, you can do that. He said, but I'm interested in the authority yes. that I've given the believer. Yes. But if you can't get the people to believe, That that dominion is real. And that that thing has to listen. The pressure of a finished work. If you leave the finished work, you're defeated. Because you're trying to do something that's been provided. You're trying. You're striving another way. And the way that he gave you is the best way. And it can overcome any sickness, any disease. And the reason we're not seeing it more is because we're reaching. It's a past work. Look at the cross. If you have any doubt, why would God, it says Romans 8, 32, him who spared not his own son, how shall he not freely with him also give us all All things? things. So something is wrong. Something, the scripture lays it out. And then... I'm trying to reach. And this, this God won't hear me. Doesn't he know how sick I am? I know the scriptures. Do you? Because the scriptures say it was done. And you have to agree. And don't be like the children of Israel. That heard God. And did not enter in because of unbelief. They tried another way. They tried another way. Faith is in your heart. Faith is as simple as receiving. Amen. Receive Him. Amen. Receive what He's done. Yeah. Walk out of here tonight saying, I am Amen. healed. Amen. I don't have to wrestle, whether it's a debilitating disease that's rolling in or a thing that's plagued the family. That curse stopped when you went into Christ. But you'll have to choose to believe that if the devil brings symptoms, if the devil brings ungodly things, yeah. ungodly things, torments, because they feel real. But then you've got a choice. Yeah. Then you've got a choice. Yeah. The word of God in your mouth, the word was made for the problems. Amen. Yeah. Every problem that we experience, the word was made for that. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If there is therefore no temptation no. taking you whereby he has not made a way yes. of escape. That's right. That's right. Well, I just can't overcome. That's what I said for years. I can't overcome. But I didn't believe the word. That's it. I didn't receive it. When I saw it, I received it. My deliverance came in two weeks. Amen. Amen. It's all about his finished work, his goodness. Not if you're a faith giant. No, you're not working that little. I'm a faith. No. You receive from a love God. You simply believe it was done. Then when you really believe it, you'll stop worrying about the symptoms. So many times I've gotten healed. And I look back and it was at that moment when I really believed I received it that I stopped worrying about the symptoms. And they just, oh, oh, I'm healed. Oh, it's gone. My sleep was like that. My hormones started changing, and I went from a girl that sleeps. What well, you want to talk about hell? Talk about not being able to sleep. Yeah. Listen, and I'm not joking. This is not funny. If you're sitting in this service and you're fun, not this service, but you come to church and you can't you can't stay awake, you can't. You better speak to your body. You speak to your hormones. You speak to them. They will listen to you within a six month period. I just thanked them. it was already done. If his grace is not enough to carry my physical body through a lifetime with strength, am I less than Caleb? Are you less than Caleb? Are you? No. Those examples are in the Bible for us. We are invigorated. The Bible says that we are. our mortal body is quickened by the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside. That strength, that brimming with health, we have a right. So with the sleep thing, I mean, I got to the point where I was now, oh, I thought, you know, I, I had friends that were older than me who, and it's not menopause, at least not for me yet. But those years are coming. I know we all laugh, but I'm telling you, some people go through hell when they hit that thing. Oh, yeah. But my sleep started to wobble. And I started to feel like, oh, my God, I, I, I'm dreading going to bed. I'd go to sleep. I'd get in bed at 10. I'd be up at 12. I stay awake till three or four or five. The next day is going to bring what it's going to bring. And it has no mercy on you. It's not like, oh, you just sleep in because you didn't sleep. No, no. You got to get up. You got to make breakfast. You got you to get up. Yeah. And you feel, if you're like me, when I don't sleep, I feel, I almost feel sick. And that's not, not a bad confession. I have good sleep. But anyway, I'm telling you, I started to feel like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. A nightmare. Mm-hmm. Your mouth dries out. You feel ill. It's horrible. And I began to speak to it. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, you don't. God did not give me a body that's going to trouble me. I mean, and within six months, everything, I didn't do a thing. I didn't try to get it. I spoke to it. I said, no, I know my rights. And you can't do this. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I am pro-doctor, pro-naturopath, because everybody's faith is at a different level. And nobody should be bragging about their faith, because it's deposits of the Spirit in you. It's not about that about bragging about something. It's about your ability to receive and being in under revelation in the word. Yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you, there's such a high answer in Christ yeah. yeah. than taking your 40 vitamins. Yeah. I am not scoffing if you take them. I'm not, yeah. I'm not. But there is an answer in Christ. Go after that while you're taking the vitamins. You know, he is the surgeon that doesn't leave a scar. He doesn't leave scars. He doesn't weaken your body when on one side when he fixes it. He's beautiful. He is the beauty of holiness. And he's trying to get his people to understand it's been given. So stop striving. 9 o'clock, stop striving, come into agreement, don't let the enemy take you off of it, and then whatever you, and I want to say this, I don't care how big the problem is, the bigger the problem, let me tell you something, that problem is no match, and right away, like in our, our zeal, and I agree too, we say yes, and we should, there is nothing that the cross has not dealt with, do you understand me? Nothing. Because we have a tendency to rank things. Oh, that's a hard devil. Oh, don't talk to me about mental illness. That one scares me. I hardly see anybody getting free. Would you understand? It takes agreement. And most people don't agree. I know I have years where I didn't agree. I was still trying. Spiritually discern. Mentally discern or spiritually discern. You choose I'm teaching this tonight because I want you to choose to spiritually discern healing and never, ever strive for it again. Ever. As long as you live, refuse. This is how body parts come. This is how demons come out. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I've had devils leave me and there's no drama. Whatsoever. No drama. They just go. Mm -hmm. But it took my agreement. And I had to change this. It is the Word. That's what believers base their life on. And then the full power of the kingdom, of your inheritance, comes. Uh, you know, and it, so what if it takes a little bit of time? Because when you've received it by faith, there is a rest that you enter. And I'm telling you, you should be in rest over things that trouble your life long before it ever manifests in the natural. Yes. You've been given a license to be at rest, at peace. That's what marks you. That's why that, the Bible says, let patience have our perfect work. Listen, that patience is not a catch-all word for now. It's going to take years. Oh, no. Healing can be instant. He's working with us. How fast can you agree? I, I'm telling you, I speak by experience. I know the long-standing illnesses, and I know the ones that where I got an agreement. And the long-standing ones, I needed to know more. It wasn't enough that I, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm healed, yeah, I know. How about this one? I need deliverance. You might. <coughs> but he provided it at the cross. That's right. If you'll get an agreement that you're free, remember what I did. That's a case study. That's why I said it. I didn't look free. I didn't feel free. Yeah. I was harassed and tormented and had thousands of failures. And I'm still trying to get it but when he talked to me that day, he came to me. So you don't believe the word. See, well, what, do we, what do we say when he says that to us? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I got the scriptures out. Like, look. I got my marker out, look. I do. And it, see, to the Lord, it's not semantics. Did I do it for you or not? Did anything get left out on the cross? He pull, I'm telling you, Reverend Taylor, he pulls us out of that truth. The devil, will pull you out of that truth that we're free. And we identify with those pressures. But listen, when Christ put you in himself, you've been made righteous, pure. That's who you are. Now your stand of faith is, no, you can't lie to me. You can't lie to me. I know what I've been made. That's where your dominion comes. That's where you're standing on the word, not I'm standing on the word to get healed, you're wrong. You were healed. That's right, right. What you do is when the enemy sends some things while it's clearing up, while it's clearing out, you're answering him with truth. Yes. Yes. With truth. Yes. When he tries to get you off balance, when he tries to make you rank yes. things, don't you let him make you rank things. Come on. Amen. What is it to you if God is healing Lou Gehrig's disease, a cancer, mental illness? What, what is it to you? You're not doing the healing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's good. You're not, you're not doing it. Yeah. You can't pull enough levers to do it. Yeah. He did it. Yes. He did it yes. and he doesn't want you held captive thinking you've got to be holy and work, work. Listen, if you're with Christ, you're going to walk holy. He's going to, but he's patient and he's kind and he's, he's so long suffering. Years, he waits years. He watched me, here he was, he healed me. And I'm spewing about how I can't be free. That's painful for the father who crucified it on the cross. He crucified that lying, tormenting spirit through his son. He defeated it there. But if you listen to me, he didn't, but he did. And he did it for you. And you don't have to take defeat. And if something requires patience in a season, take great courage, take heart. Because the scripture says that patience means you won't want for anything. Because when that pressure comes to tell you, this this one's not going to turn. This is not going to turn around. That will work something in you. I call it the fighting spirit, but I mean it the right way. Yeah. It will work something so valuable in your life. Yeah. It will not be the only time that you use that. Yeah. What you learned. Yeah, that's right. And then he see it says you can't be taken advantage of anymore because you learned it, something. Amen. And the joy, the joy of not being afraid. That's why at famine and destruction we laugh. That's why I've got things in my life right now that I'm waiting and I'm telling you because of my pastor Nancy, she taught me how to get into peace and joy. Oh my God, that's all I can see is victory. Yes. All I can see is victory and it's not bravado or zeal, it's I believe it. That's right. And listen to this, God, oh dear. God says, I desire mercy over judgment. So I'm going to look for a man. The ultimate man was Christ. But when Christ put you in him, you became the intercessor with him. And he will look for someone who will use their dominion on behalf of someone else to get them healed, to get them delivered. You think, well, you know, I don't know. They don't really live right or I don't think they believe. (laughs) Do you think God looks for perfect circumstances for that other person when he's looking at you to stand in? There's so much that can be changed. So much. But he wants you to know who you are. He wants you to know the authority that you've been given. Hallelujah. Father, you've planted this candlestick Jesus Father, I let the word, that sword, go in. Revelation. Father, let it go in. Let them walk out healed. Because just because you said it, because you did it. And Father, where they've been being taken advantage of, where the devil has lied to them about who they are, or what they're feeling, or symptoms or problems, long-standing things, attacks of the enemy... Father, let them walk out knowing that you have given them dominion and you paid the price and you defeated those things. And the burden is not on them for their healing. Their only job (laughs) is to agree. It is the finished work of that horrible, beautiful cross and you raised from the dead, and you put that spirit within our spirit, man, Lord, that we would walk in the spirit. Oh, that we would manifest your glory and walk healed, knowing it's already been given. Just like our sins were forgiven, our bodies and minds were given healing. And so, Lord, we agree. We agree. We agree. Say it. We agree. We, agree. Jesus, we agree. Jesus, we agree that by your stripes, by your stripes we, were we were healed. It is the finished work, it is the finished work of, the of the cross that has made us, that made us victorious. And we no longer have to be afraid. No to be afraid. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for them. 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 They're unique species on the earth to show forth your glory and your victory. I thank you for each one of them. They're precious. They are important. And I thank you for them, Lord. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. And we worship you for for what you did. For what you did. For us. <laughs> It'll take eternity, Lord, to understand it all. It's so deep, it's so great, it's so wide, it's so perfect. Thank you. you gave us the easy part, Lord. That we won't be taken advantage of by the enemy anymore. We will not strive anymore. We sit back into what's already been done, and we magnify you. In Jesus' mighty name, everyone said, amen.